Welcome to the Pelvic Pulse Podcast, where formally off-the-table topics take center stage so you can feel comfortable, confident, and free in your body. This podcast was born out of the desire to share the intimate and necessary conversations about one of the most ignored, abused, and suppressed areas of our bodies, our pelvises. Not sure where that is? Let's put a finger on it, shall we? I'm your host, Brittany Ellers, holistic pelvic physical therapist, womb worker, and educational speaker and advocate for all things pelvic health. My hope for this show is that it enlivens listeners like you to take steps towards healing your own relationship with your pelvic space holistically for fuller embodiment and a more loving human experience. So when you're ready, let's take a deep breath and dive right in. Round three with Dr. <laughs> Joy. Oh my goodness. We're just laughing because we hit record on this podcast multiple times and something happened yeah. over and over. So here we go again. Um, welcome to the Pelvic Pulse podcast. Thanks. I'm so happy that you're here. I do believe, like really, I do believe in like what's meant to be and what's not meant to be. Agreed. Agreed. I don't know. It probably just makes me feel better. But. No, that makes me feel better. It's it's all okay. We're going to get all the good information to the people. So yeah. can you tell the people yes. who you are, what you do? Uh, yes. I'm Dr. Joy Wisniewski. Um, I'm a dermatologist. I am currently working at a comprehensive dermatology group in Encinitas, which is great. Um, I do all kinds of different things in the dermatology world, general dermatology. I do treat all kinds of different rashes. I do vulvar dermatology Ooh. along with cosmetics, surgery, all the other fun things that we get to do. We're very lucky as dermatologists. We get to do a lot of great stuff. So we're focusing, obviously, on vulvar dermatology. I called this episode Skincare Down There. Skincare like, Down There? I love that. You, I didn't, even... so you didn't even tell me this. The I know. First, the first two recordings. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I did want to focus very uh, specifically on the vulvar care. Yeah. Maybe even also, like, do you call it scrotal care? What do you call it? No, I genital don't know. care. Yeah, maybe genital care. I okay. never really thought about it in those terms, but it makes sense. <laughs> the thing I tell to women is that the vulva is basically a self-cleaning oven, and so you really like don't need a lot of washing down there, which we have talked about. Um, yeah. That you really don't want soaps, just water in your hand when you're cleaning. Which some people worry about fragrance and all this kind of stuff in their vulva, and they're like, "But I need soap." It's like, no, 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 you don't need soap. You're not gonna like. Your odor is part of you, and I think there is some acceptance that needs to happen. And I think, again, we live in a world that there's a lot of thoughts on odor. In our first rendition of this, where we got <laughs> deleted, we were talking about, no, but, like, things are marketed to women that aren't marketed to men. I don't understand, because both have odor in the groin area with sweat and in the folds and stuff like that. And that's normal. I mean, that's just kind of part of being a human being. Um, for women and men both, I always tell them if you are someone who gets irritated in groin folds or women that get irritated in the vulva or men that get irritated on their genitals, you want to get out of sweaty clothes pretty quickly just because sweaty clothes that we work out in tend to not really breathe, whether they're like nylon, spandex, polyester, whatever the fabric is not very breathable, mm -hmm. sweat will hang with you. The more you sweat, the same, like, are, your tears can irritate you. Any part of your body <laughs> that creates moisture, if it sits on the skin long enough and you rub it at the same time or it gets rubbed for any other reason, whether you're biking or whatever you're doing, 
it is irritating. And so some people don't have issues with irritation. Some people do. Everyone's skin is different. Everyone is different. Some people, it's like in the summer they have issues. In the winter people have issues. Like So sweat in the summer, dryness in the winter. Everyone is just different. Mm-hmm. And if things are working for you, you don't have to change things. But if you're using a lot of soaps down there and you're getting a lot of irritation, it's time to stop. Right. Other over-the-counter things... So numbing agents, benzocaine, lidocaine over the counter. Um, there's different things that are sold to women for different reasons, um, whether it's like a wipe or some kind of like wash or some kind of spray, whatever it is. A freaking douche. Yeah. For fragrance, like get rid of it. It's really irritating and there's really, you're not fixing a problem. You're like masking something that you're believing is an issue for you. And again, everything is important to you if, if odor is really an issue that's bothering you. Cotton, underwear, (laughs) sticking with cotton, things that breathe, fabrics that breathe. Um, If you can avoid thongs or wear them for short periods of time, just because they do rub the area a little bit more, just because they're kind of sitting higher up. Underwear, like regular underwear tends not to go really into like your creases quite as much. It doesn't. I mean, most underwear, if you think about just like the mechanics of underwear. Right. Underwear is kind of laying on top of everything or covering everything. Thongs are different because it's a thin piece of of um, fabric. fabric, and so it's kind of going up into everything, and that kind of creates more rubbing. Sometimes there's more fluids that will get on there, including even, like, perianal fluids. And we're talking about if you have a short perineum, which sometimes people don't realize they have, and everything's kind of touching more together, mm-hmm. sometimes you'll get more... Um, yeast infections, sometimes people get even like bacterial vaginosis, things like that, that we see more after sex. That's more like an after sex um, bacterial issue that some people will get. Um, but you can get certain bacterial stuff just from like Sitting in your bathing suit. For too long. Well, that's that's more yeast, but yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but there's just all kinds of different irritations that people can get, even if it's just friction. I mean, people get itchy down there and they'll just scratch away, men and women both. Like this is something we see just... Literally scratching your skin thickens that skin, makes it more rough, and makes it more irritated, and it becomes this, like, chronic cycling of itching and scratching. It's so interesting because I feel like from my own personal experience and maybe from what I've seen on others is, like, really there's a a too moist place to be, which also can, like, erode the skin, right? That's why moisture sitting on your vulva for too long um, doesn't feel good. That does sometimes end up getting itchy, right? Um, and then there's like that too dry yes and that also can feel really itchy and uncomfortable yes, and absolutely. I've, I've had both throughout my life yeah. and there's always just like that sweet spot that I'm trying to get to like for example I have stopped wearing underwear most of the time interesting yes but I am very diligent about getting out of my yoga clothes as soon as yeah. I, I can and shower if I can right yeah um but okay so what other things are you seeing I guess in the vulvar department um maybe we can talk a little bit about grooming and hair because (laughs) I find that this is like super interesting like a lot of depending on what your trend is and what you like having going on down there it's like those things are still doing something to your skin and can cause different issues that can lead to this other kinds of I don't know um discomfort or or dysfunction even yeah so um grooming wise a lot of grooming things can be irritating 
laser hair removal actually tends to be the least irritating. It tends to be the most costly, and you have to have light skin, usually in dark hair, although people with darker skin with, like, newer lasers that people have, we don't have a laser in our practice for hair removal um, just because there's so many med spas in our area that are doing it. Um, the, the worst combination is light hair. So if you have light hair, most lasers are not attracted to hair. They're attracted to color. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the hair usually want, you want it to be darker than the skin, or there are certain labor, lasers that can treat dark skin, but the hair also needs to be dark. If it's really, really fine, light hair, it's usually not going to go away with the laser. Um, shaving is irritating just because it creates a lot of friction to the hair follicle itself and makes these kind of little microbrasions in the hair follicle, which can then cause more ingrowns and things like that. So using something that um, calms inflammation, sometimes dries things out a little bit, but also moisturizes, which is kind of this like weird idea. Like you want to dry it out, but you also want to moisturize. So you kind of want to <laughs> seal the skin after you shave. Like after you shave your legs, you usually will put a moisturizer on after men shave or women shave, sometimes you'll put like a cream or an aftershave type thing on. So usually using some kind of like a glycolic acid cream or a salicylic acid cream is nice because you're both kind of, you that acid in the cream will dry things out, but the cream itself is gonna moisturize the area. You don't wanna get it in the inner part of the labia, vulva area, just because it can be irritating. So creams and lotions belong on the outside. When we're treating the inside for dryness and things like that, that's where like Vaseline and coconut oil things that are a thick ointment that don't have any other ingredients. They're super plain, are great, and often for my postmenopausal women where dryness is a big issue, although premenopausal women can still have dryness, although it's more cyclical, for postmenopausal it can be chronic. Every day after you shower, often Vaseline or coconut oil, whichever you prefer, put it on. It's great mm -hmm. for the inner, the inner labia, the vulva, all that area. Would you say that, yeah, um, for the cyclical people out there, that during like pre-menstrual cycle like pre-period is when they're the driest and that's when you should put that on is that what you're saying I honestly you kind of go by how you feel yeah. so everyone's different a lot of my premenopausal women don't complain about dryness um if they do they aren't telling me that much about it maybe they're telling you because um unless they're on Accutane which we treat a lot of patients who have acne with Accutane that can actually dry up your secretions like your eyes get dry your mouth gets dry your nose gets dry so does your mucosal surface, which is your vulva, can also get dry. And so sometimes when you have patients on Accutane, that can be an issue where they'll get some vulva, vulvar dryness. But most of my younger patients are premenopausal, don't complain too much of dryness. But if that's a feeling that people are having, then again, the you don't want to put creams or lotions in the vulva. It's just, it's not the right kind of consistency and it can be irritating. Um, Basically, you want to stick with things that are the most plain, which Vaseline or coconut oil. Some people don't like petrol autumn products. You're better off going to coconut oil then. You do have to kind of, it can be hard at room temperature, so you just have to soften it a little in your fingers, warm it up, then you can put it on. Mm -hmm. It's a great thing to put it on if you do feel dry. Um, I was going to say, actually, for lubes, just generally, different mm -hmm. lubes, like CBD lubes and all these aloe-based lubes and water-based lubes that are safe for condoms. There, There's a lot out there. There's so much. I actually, <laughs> so I was telling Brittany that I was at this conference, um, and it was a vulvar dermatology lecture that was part of this big dermatology conference, and they had a whole, I'll have to send it to you, a whole chart of all the lubes and what to use when. Yes. So... The problem with Vaseline and coconut oil is they're oil, an oil. So if you're using condoms, it can break an oil base, or the oil-based lubrication can break the condom. So if people are sexually active and they're not using condoms, 
Um, I treat a lot of postmenopausal women for vulvar issues, even though I treat women of all ages. But a lot of people that come to me are postmenopausal because that dryness just creates irritation. So a lot of the lichen sclerosis, which is a vulvar diagnosis of itch and dryness and irritation, or often just itch and discoloration actually that we can see, is sometimes just like postmenopausal dryness. So with our skin gets dry enough, like, like think of your legs. Legs are an area that often get dry for people. If they get dry enough, you get eczema. In women, what we're seeing is basically if your vulva often gets dry enough, for some people, it starts to look like lichen sclerosis and just using like an estrogen cream, which estrogen cream is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it. a lot of people are so worried, especially more lately about like birth control and hormones and things like that. The problem is postmenopausal, we're lacking so much estrogen that... And estrogen cream is only going where you put it. I know there's a lot of feeling like things that you put on the skin are going to get absorbed into your whole body. It's just not true. I know there's things online that say that. I'm telling you, it is not true. There are things that have higher absorption potentials. Estrogen cream on the vulva, they've done studies. It's really not getting absorbed. If people have a history of like um, estrogen positive breast cancers, I always say talk to um, your... You can talk to the OBGYN about it. You can talk to whoever's treating any kind of cancer about it and just make sure the oncologist that they know and they're okay with it. But most things topically, there's such minimal to no absorption. Mm. It's a safe thing to use. And it, it's only usually like twice a week. It comes with an applicator, but you don't even have to put the applicator. You literally can just put it on the labia where it feels dry. That's all that you need all the time. Yeah. Um, but sorry, I didn't even cover the rest of grooming, which is like, I treat waxing and all that as kind of the same as shaving because a lot of people get inburns yeah. from waxing too, even though you're not irritating the skin quite as much. But you're taking a layer of dead skin away. Right. Um, so sometimes it'll be a little more irritated. Right. But groom however you want to groom. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, you know, if you don't want the idea of like permanent no hair, although with laser hair removal, often hair does eventually come back to some extent. It might be right. a lot thinner and easier to deal with less ingrowns some people get permanent removal some people it's like more semi-permanent I've heard that it can come back if you say you had it like pre-pregnancy and then you had laser and then um, post-pregnancy and postpartum you have hair grows have hair growing back because of your hormonal changes I have yet to hear that but I believe it I mean everyone's <laughs> body is different like if you talk to enough people in your life especially totally. like with what you do what I do where you're just talking to patients all day you will learn we're all human, and we have a lot of similarities, but everybody has nuances. Like, everyone's different, and some people will have changes to their hair, changes to their foot size, changes to this, to that, to whatever it is in pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, everyone's just a little bit different. Taking a quick break from our conversation to share with you one of my all-time favorite tools, Crystal Wands and Yoni Eggs from Wands with two A's. If you're wanting to connect to your body, your pleasure, unravel and process your life, these beautifully shaped wands and eggs are going to help you get there. I think of them as an extension of my own hand brought from the earth for my healing rituals that have helped me invite so much goodness into my life. To get yours, head over to the link in the show notes and use the code BEINGBETTER in all caps for 15% off your purchase. And if you're like, okay, I'm in, or you already have tools like these and don't know what to do with them, head over to my Wands and Yoni Eggs 101 courses for a full rundown and guided practice to get you started on developing these special rituals for yourself. And now back to the episode. 
I mean, our body does change as we get older and even like weight changes and things like that, that we have sometimes just adding more weight to our bodies, which often is something that we see as people like after kids or as we age and everyone's different. And that's not a negative thing. It's just anytime we have more weight, we actually make more male hormone in our fat cells and that can affect hair that can affect inflammation and irritation and things like that. So there's just, it's all connected. As we said in the first round of this non-recorded podcast, <laughs> it's all connected. I mean, we're not just one thing. We're not just like what we're dealing with up in our mind. We're not just like our heart or our liver or our lungs or whatever it is. Like we're all one thing together and they're all affecting each other. And so the more we can, you know, taking care of ourselves in a lot of ways is a privilege. Mm -hmm. And so we're lucky in the area we live. We are treating a lot of people that have, you know, the ability to spend money on certain parts of their body. We're really, really lucky. Um, it's unfortunate that they have to spend that money. Like, I'm, I feel also kind of, I, my dream for my job, honestly, mm -hmm. is that it wouldn't exist. Like, my dream is that we would be so open about talking about a lot of these things and know and have the resources to, yeah. to work on whatever it is that we're dealing with that, like, I wouldn't even need to do what I do. Yeah. Right? Like, we all had the self-healing potential to, to do what we yeah. needed. No, I but... agree with you. I mean, with my patients, I usually try to kind of, like, get them to the spot where things are, like, good and they know how to take care of themselves. Yeah. And then I just end up seeing them, like, once a year for a check-in to renew prescriptions if we need to. Yeah. Like, my goal for people is to be able to take care of yourself. Um, of course, there are check-ins that we still need to do, but at they become less and less and less. Right. Like usually when I am taking care of like a new vulvar patient, I'll see them in a month. And if things are good, we'll do like three months and then six. And it, listen, if people have flare ups, they need to come in sooner. But yeah, we are teaching people to be independent in other countries. Your job for pelvic floor, people are automatically sent after kids, right. which is annoying that our society isn't more like that at the right. same time. They have a lot of wait times for other medical issues. So it's a, you know, it's like you can't, yeah. It's a balance. Yeah, it's a balance. It's, it's for sure a balance. And I appreciate you saying that about the, the new vulvar uh, patients that you see because that's kind of how I think about it too. Yeah. It's like the more you see me at first, like the less you'll need me later. A hundred million percent. Like let's figure out together what works for you. We know you're going to have flare-ups. I always tell people Thanksgiving, Christmas, you eat a big meal, you eat a bunch of sugar, you drink a bunch of alcohol. You have a great time. You should live your life. Life should be fun. If you don't do any of those things, great. If you do, great. But you might have a flare-up. Or if you have to spend a bunch of time with family, which could be great or could be extremely stressful, you could have a flare-up. Right. Things that happen holiday times or, again, we said, like, summer or with more sweating or winter with more dry... Like, or with pregnancy. Or with pregnancy. And Although sometimes birth. with pregnancy, people are great because their vulva is so estrogenized. You have to think, like, to hold on to a baby, you need so much estrogen. So sometimes vulva-wise, you're awesome. Yeah, you might get, like, changes to the vulva that you often can't see, um, but maybe you can feel. But often that area does great, and we have less inflammation, although sometimes you can get certain rashes and things like that in pregnancy. But vulva-wise, it's usually postmenopausal which our body does kind of go into this postmenopausal state after the baby comes, right. when we're making breast milk, then some people tend to have issues. Actually, more issues will happen during that phase. So what can people do for those issues? And what are those issues? Dryness, 
itching. And the problem is once people do start to have more dryness, they start trying more like over-the-counter things on the skin, which can create irritation. So it becomes this kind of, again, like we call it an itch-scratch cycle. There are certain things that cyclically like, and I get it. Like if I was dealing with something that I didn't fully, you know, know exactly, I'd probably, while I'm waiting to get in for an appointment or whatever it is, try something over-the-counter. But again, these like numbing creams. Now, I do have a patient who gets some, like, a compounded THC CBD ointment, and it works for her. It helps with inflammation, and it's, I always say, if it's in an ointment and there's no fragrance, I'm fine with that if that works for you. Again, if you put it on and it gets irritated every time, it's obviously not the right thing. Right. So we're all just different, um, and we shouldn't have to live where, like, it's hard to sit, we're irritated, we're in pain. You know, we talked about this in the previous podcast. Like, we don't want people to have pain with sex. No. I mean, some positions might be painful for people. And maybe, again, you try something and it's just not the right fit. And then you switch. But you shouldn't be consistently in pain with what you're doing. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's hard. I know my body's changed after kids. My periods have changed after kids. It's something I went to go talk to my gynecologist about with lately just to figure out what I can do and what are the options. So. Mm-hmm. Some people, the the hard part is they're like, I've never had to deal with this before. It's like, okay, but well, yeah, you're our body's body. <laughs> not the same. It just we age, things change, and that's okay. And there has to be some some level of acceptance with that. And at the mm. same time, there also has to be the knowledge that like sometimes you're just coming to see a doctor, a PT, whoever it is, just to gain information. Right, right. And I do think that once you know a little bit more and you have a little bit more understanding, like maybe your mind can be put at ease. But it's like it's you know, a big mental factor. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, that's mental health does take play a big role. We were talking again, the previously recorded, non-recorded episode that vulvodynia, which is something that we, I often will see, but it's not something we treat because it's really, it's a pelvic floor kind of, um, what do you call it? Like it's a, basically like a disconcordance. Yeah. You know, like your your body's not responding appropriately to a certain stimuli like penetration. Yeah. Where maybe you have had like pain-free sex before, but maybe something happened, blah, blah, blah. Um, now you're not experiencing great sex because you can't deal with penetration, but it's definitely, it's got a psych factor to yeah. it. And we deal with all of that. And we can deal that in con- deal with that in conjunction with like a sex therapist or yeah. something, you know, because of course we can do as much as we can as a dermatologist or as a physical therapist. But yeah, there's sometimes some a little extra support that yeah our clients need. So and it, like we were saying before, like it's kind of like there's different aspects to this. Um and so lichen sclerosis can be itchy. Lichen planus can be painful. There's different diagnoses. There's sometimes subtle nuances where people have a lot of itch and a lot of pain and we look at the vulva and we don't see very much but they still get the diagnosis right there's some people that have very almost no symptom but we look at the vulva and we're like how are you not in more pain and more itchy and Whoa. everyone's just very different with tolerance of things non-tolerance um but things can be helped and i think we just want people to know like if you're having an issue or you feel like this doesn't feel right for your body even if it's not something that can be fully 100% fixed, it's just gaining that knowledge and, like, how to live with it and how to deal with it and can we make it better. A lot of times the answer is yes. I get a lot of patients I find um, that they're like, I've been living with this for years and I know there's nothing that can make it better, but I'm coming to you just to see if there's, like, anything. Mm. And I'm like, yes. If And this happens not just with vulva stuff. Yes, if you will work with me, I won't quit on you. I always tell people that. I will not quit on you because I won't. 
But in the beginning, like we said, it's going to take multiple appointments. We're going to have to work together. We'll have to figure out what works for you, what doesn't work, because that kind of also teaches us what's going on with you. If we try something and it's not working for you. Also, one of the big issues is like often people don't even know where to put the ointments, where to put the treatments, because either they're going in for an exam and they're not handed the mirror and positioned. It's not just handing someone a mirror. It's positioning someone in a way that they can see where to put the ointment in the cream and Sometimes we'll draw a diagram. Sometimes I just want to make sure people know what to where to put it because a lot of times you're just handed a prescription or whatever and you don't know where to use it. And then it's like you have the right diagnosis. <laughs> you have the right treatment. You just don't know where to do all the things. And that can be tough too. So there's, I've had people call our office and being like, I don't want to be prescribed a steroid. Like I want to come in for this vulva issue. And I'm like, First of all, you have to come in somewhat open-minded. I'm not, you don't have to use anything I recommend. You could do none of what either you and I say, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you kind of have to be open-minded because even though you may have this, I may say the same diagnosis as the other person that's been treating you or you've been treated in the past, sometimes it's just a new angle. Right. And that's what helps. The approach is just different. And so... We're all different. I mean, I am a good fit for a lot of people. Maybe there's some people that are like, no, this doesn't work for me, and they kind of move on to the next. But at the same time, I feel like all of us, it's hard because we've had experiences maybe where, like, we didn't mesh well with someone that was taking care of us or something Mm -hmm. like that. But at the same time, like, we want to work with people. We want to get you onto the road where you can take care of yourself. You know what to do. I love when my patients get to the place it's like, you know what to do. Maybe you need to come into me for like a little like tune up, but mm-hmm. you know what to do and you know how to handle this and you can go live your life. You can move to another country. You can do whatever you need. You decide to live in this crazy life and like you know how to handle it. So yes, 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 yes. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that we, we both, but mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on you. Like you can give someone the tools yeah, and you can show them how to apply the tools. But I, I agree with you here where like, we just want someone to to be able to go on their own self-healing journey. And, yes, it takes a little bit of detective work. That's what I tell my yeah, clients, too. Yeah, I like that. You yeah. know, it's like totally. you're going to know your body best, and you're the one that's with it every single day. Yes. <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, I see you for 15 minutes while you're living with your body the rest of the time. All right, the time. Like, right. And so if people have a strong feeling, like a certain thing just doesn't feel right, or it, like go with that. Yeah. Like there are gut feelings, and – you know, you gotta have to go with your gut in a lot of ways, and I do. Pe- I think people have a lot of good instincts about their body, um, and it's just kind of working together. I do think it's like a very mutual relationship of like working together. But yes, stay away from fragrances to your vulva, please. And if you do get a lot of moisture down there, a lot of discharge, a lot of anything like that, I, I said this in the past, and I just think it's a really helpful tool. Wearing a thin cotton pad to help absorption is so so helpful, um, and so. Our body is changing, and sometimes we need different tools in our lives. Yeah. But please avoid fragrance in yeah. your vulva. If I can leave you with anything, <laughs> please avoid fragrance. Anyway, well, I don't think of anything else. I'm sure there's going to be more, and you know what, Dr. I'm always Joy, here. Yeah, I know you're always here. I'm going to put all the links to connect with you in the show notes. You're so sweet. Yes. Um, I know that this probably won't be our last conversation. It probably won't, because you know I love you. Um, if... I will say if anyone does call um, to get an appointment, there is a little bit of a wait sometimes, which I know is tough, especially when people are struggling. So just be patient and, you know, 
She's worth the wait, you guys. She's seriously worth the wait. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening and putting your finger on the Pelvic Pulse podcast. I'm Brittany Ellers. The music for this podcast was created by Justek. Please follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts by hitting the subscribe button and share it with your loved ones if you found the episode helpful. If you haven't checked out my free womb medicine meditations or phasic community, click the link in the show notes. The meditations and community boards are the perfect place to begin or broaden your connection to your pelvic health, no matter what stage in life you're in. I'd be honored to support you along your journey.